0: This show was brought to you by Ouch My Ego. OuchMyEgo.com. Hello, and welcome back to the show, everybody. I know people hate that phrase, welcome back, as if you guys went somewhere or we went somewhere. Well, whatever, it's a new show, and with us we have, you know, the very first podcast I was ever on. This guy invited me on, and it was like four hours long of me... I have no idea why we did this. Of me just listing every horror movie that I liked. And there's way more than four hours worth of horror movies, obviously. It's, it's just as the list goes. Right. Four hours long of me just going, I like this because, and I like that because, and I like this because. And you're like, I just like your drawings, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, let, let's just say this. You you uh, really enjoyed
1: doing it, and you were basically the only person... I didn't have to hunt down and say, hey, do you want to come on the show? You were like, I got an idea for a show. Let's, let's come with the concept. Let's work this out. And we've been doing it four and a yeah, half years yeah, now. Yeah, and this has been. Which is which is how long that first
0: episode was.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> We just We just finished the first episode. Yeah, and so this <laughs>
0: spun off from that because you had to go on some downtime. And I had to pick up some slack. And I just decided to backdoor pilot this show, What Did We Just Watch, with some weirdo movie like one-off at a time. So that's what this show came out from.
1: Right, stuff that's a little more challenging. And to be fair, I, stuff I usually don't go near because there's sometimes you pick movies, I'm like, nah, I'm never going to see that. Yeah, nope. yeah
0: that's exactly <laughs> it. A lot of times it's punishment. I want to challenge slash punish the guest. <laughs> you want to hurt your guest? Yeah. I, wanna... I haven't
1: introduced myself yet, by the
0: way. You're right, right. I'll tell everybody. Right now, you're Michael. Michael. C. Skuggs. Yeah. Michael C.
1: Skuggs, we'll name
0: it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Andrew, I'm <laughs> going when I drink your blood. No thanks. It's <laughs> metallic. Because it's iron. But the podcast here is really there to challenge a lot of viewers. Now, some viewers or or guests think that um, you know, some of the movies like Young Einstein isn't that weird. But it is. It really is weird, but it's it's innocuous weird, right? It doesn't it doesn't hurt. So Travis, who I had on, he was like, nah, it's like kid stuff, whatever, it's like kid stuff. And then he came up with this really cool ending for it. You should have been surfing while playing rock and roll <laughs> on like a tidal wave of beer. Ha <laughs> ha! dude the exploding keg beer surfing playing the guitar <laughs> and then he rescues the girl while, while being on the surfboard yeah while still being like fried in red paint whatever he's whatever happened to him which I wish the original movie had that ending it, it was really a funny idea very um what was it what's that movie strange brew kind of kind yes. of strange brewish kind of ending for young Einstein and I was like brilliant so like there's something good can come out of innocuous weird like the commonplace weird yeah.
1: there, there's stuff there's Sometimes you look at concepts, you're like, how did this get past? Like, how is this a mainstream movie? How did this right. happen?
0: And then there's some stuff
1: that's really dense and layered and super complicated, and you got to kind of go back. And, and I'll forward. do them all. Just like, hold on a second.
0: I, I will I... do them all. Right. Yeah, and
1: I like I misread how this came out. Yeah, so Video Night is more of. What were the kind of movies that you picked with your friends when you were a kid and you hung out, you ate cookie dough all night long, to stay up till 4 o'clock in the morning watching these, you know, movies that usually had kind of a theme or a concept similarity? On
0: TV or under the radar, they weren't really, they are mainstream now, but they weren't really mainstream.
1: Some are, yeah. We we do pick a few movies that are well-known that we like to mix in some that kind of passed you by. For the most part, they're movies that did not do well, either critically or commercially. I right, by. right
0: so here well what did we just watch first what did we just watch michael hideous mutant freaks
2: ricky coogan rat pack sleazebag <laughs> elijah c scuggs freak show tycoon an amateur bioengineer i can look at a guy like kevin kustner and see a giant peach grub. When fate brought them together, Mr. Scuggs took an average Hollywood slime ball and made something out of him. <laughs> oh, God! This was my good side! 20th Century Fox presents Freaked. It's about friendship. I thought I told you to show- Loyalty. I say we kill him. Mm-hmm. Life's big questions. How many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Oh show business. The public does not want to see disgusting, depraved, violent filth. And I suppose Jake and the Fat Man was just a fluke. It's about state-of-the-art technology. It's about Mr. T's the bearded lady. I am woman. Now like me. It's about Bobcat Goldthwaite as a son. It's the end of the world! The apocalypse! Ah! Ah! It'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. <laughs> and it'll make a cool sore that you thought had healed up start bugging you again. <laughs> it's the kind of film Brooke Shields has always wanted to do. Oh. Introducing Larry Bud Melman as the President of the United States. What's the matter? Straight of a little rock star. In Freaked, coming soon to a theater. Freaked, but ugly, but funny. Welcome
0: to show business, morons. Or Freaked. Or Freaks. <laughs> or Special People. <laughs> yes. What? <laughs> yeah. Did they call that somewhere? Yeah. Uh, I'll get into it. But Hideous Mutant Freaks or Freaked by Alex Winter and Tim Burns and Tom Stern. I think that's his name. Right? Right. So those three guys worked yep. on The Idiot Box back in the day. Did you watch The Idiot Box? Not when it was on. The only
1: time I know about this show is, I want to say, in 97 or 98, they had a two-hour special called MTV Smells Funny, where they gathered up all these sketches from all the random shows they had done over the last decade and put them together into this big special. So they had stuff from the state, the John Stewart show, um, You Wrote It, You Watch It. Oh, right. Read Johnny and the Round Guy, I think was one of hmm. them, which was one that... What's the guy that plays Bender? John... Oh, I don't know. I can't remember his name. But but he does one sketch to show that he did, and then the other one was Idiot Box. There wasn't much left of the Idiot Box. I don't know why they included so few sketches. They had one of the Flying game. Yeah, the Flying game. They had one of Booyah Tribe versus Jerry Garcia <laughs> on a football field. Okay. And they just tear him to shreds. And then there was one with this guy who takes aspirin and it's not working and it gets worse and worse until his head explodes. And that's the guy who farts a lot in this movie. Uh, Lee Ehrenberg. Yeah, character. Lee
0: Ehrenberg is constantly in their show. And John Hawks. John Hawks has gone on to great things. And you wouldn't yeah. think that his humble beginnings well, I were... I forgot that he was even in this. With right. Idiot Box and Freaked. Now, there was a sketch that I really liked. It was, uh, Damn My Eyes because the guy, it's a spoof of B-movie sci-fi and the experiment goes wrong and now he has these eye dots that come out of his eyes and just look at everything that he's looking at. And so it, like, implicates uh-huh. him in looking at a chick's chest or whatever. Or her butt and he's like constantly shamed by his eyes so damn my eyes it's kind of funny and (laughs) the sequel to that was damn these thought bubbles so that's how absurdist they were do you know about the inception of freak where it came from
1: i know that it started off somewhere with the bottle surfers were they doing like a short film or something like that with the bottle surfers and they were discussing like freaks and they wanted to do like an homage or of some sort like a more twisted version (laughs) which is hard to do well
0: well the browning thing came along after afterwards but it was beach blanket bingo meets the evil dead that's the concept for it and it ended up being a little bit more texas chance on massacre i their short is online you can find it on vimeo it's it's okay, te- okay. Te- terrible it's awful it's bad it's not good okay but it has actually signs of uh their erratic spastic kind of thing that actually was dialed down a lot in this movie if you believe it if you've ever seen idiot box or any of those things it's really spazzy
1: right yeah i've seen i've seen some in retrospect like Someone loaded up clips I saw about ten years ago uh, loaded up to YouTube and it's frenetic and I see why MTV chose it because it was just something so in your face. It's like it's the sketch comedy version of all those Genesis commercials (laughs) from the '90s.
0: Okay, Sega (laughs) Saturn. (laughs) All right, so Michael, tell us the story, if you will, aka the synopsis of. Freaked. By the way, I'm a huge
1: Freaked fan and there had been a 10 year gap between me seeing him because it's a really hard to find a movie. I will say this, I had the action figures, I had the comic Holy book, crap. I had the VHS that I bought used from Video Connection, rest in peace, and it was one of those that was really hard to find. Now, mind you, I've had the DVD and the VHS and because I'm a broke person who has inconsistent employment sometimes in his life, uh, well, I was younger. I have had to sell these at premium prices. Wow, wow. So
0: The DVD, um, Anchor yeah, so Bay I, I sold, picked up the DVD yeah. and put out this really Really, at the time, super deluxe version of it. Two discs. Dirty buttload, I'll say. A dirty buttload of special features. Just tons. Surprisingly, that Butthole Surfer's special feature isn't on there. I thought maybe it would be. And when I dug back into it, they had two other shorts that they did. Not that one. And they even had the rehearsal from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie, the rehearsal shot. So it's just them standing there with pads of paper reading their script at each other. And it's as long as the movie is. Right. They even have that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I yeah. that. it's It's a super deluxe DVD, but it went out of print and then. Fast. I mean, it was a real quick run. It was like, what, 2004 is yeah. when they did five. it? Five. No, I think it, it was five or seven. Okay. Five or seven. Yeah,
1: but it was real low run. And then I think recently they released in a bare bone. Super bare bones. Same,
0: same uh, cover. The yeah, Blu-ray lame. is the same cover. It's the right aspect ratio because when I tried to watch this on my television, it blew out the picture. Mm-hmm. There was so much wrong with it. The credits are yeah, cut I don't, off. I
1: don't like the cover either. The cover stinks. Yeah.
0: yeah. The original cover is much better.
1: I had the poster too. I have a picture around so, here. Wow, somewhere. you
0: love this movie. So, dig in. Tell I me did. what it's I'm about. I'm really
1: fascinated by it. This is when I first started getting into weirdo movies too because before that it was all really mainstream stuff. and everyone went looking for it, but like my friend Aaron Holly, who's in that picture with the Freak poster behind him, I'll try to find that, he's the one who introduced me to Stranger Cinema, like Strange Brew, Money Python the Holy Grail, Evil Dead, stuff like that. You know, we went and saw Army of Darkness. And Freak, I had heard about, because I was finally able to get Fangoria There's magazine. Fangoria
0: for And you. they were talking about this. It was film threat yeah. for me film threat.
1: Was that on the cover? I, I believe it made the cover of Fangoria, and it was supposed to come on this big release, and all of a sudden, just nothing. I never got to see anything about it in the theaters, and then it came out on video, and I just went ape for it. I've never laughed harder than I have during some of Stewie yeah. Gluck's... Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, okay, <laughs> so Stewie Gluck. Yeah, sorry. Let me get. Okay, to the yes. I yes. apologize. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so I just want to give that little story first, so um, but there's a long gap between me seeing this and, and, and finding it again on <laughs> YouTube, because <laughs> it's really expensive. So, this is about... Uh, A movie star, a really egotistical, clueless movie star who's trying to pad his, you know, his pay or whatever between movies, which a lot of actors do. They do commercials overseas. They sponsor things that are ridiculous. And this is about getting Ricky Coogan to sponsor Zygrat 24, you know, to go on this tour and say uh, what a great product it
2: was. You are the only one who can stand up to these radicals who are trying to keep Zygrat 24 from the struggling farmers whose very future depends on it. Wasn't that stuff lethal? Only in the U.S. and Europe.
0: Yeah. So what? (laughs) He knows that. What show was he part of? What's the sitcom that he was part of? I thought it was a movie. Ghost, dude.
1: (laughs) Oh no, you're right. What's the TV show? Baker's dozen. Thank you. It was like a Brady Bunch. Brady Brown's style.
0: And show. once they show Stewie, they had a cardboard cutout of Robocop, but it was Robo-Dude. So Ghost Dude yeah, and Robo-Dude that. That were his movies. <laughs> Which
1: is kind of a play on Ghost Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make Room for Cyborg Daddy or something crappy with Joe Pantolano. But yeah, they're making <laughs> all sorts of Make Room yeah, for Cyborg Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that's what's called at all i'll find it it's a really bad movie that's
0: not a title
1: but we're crazy about the cyborgs and robots and ghosts and of course the whole dude movement with wayne's world and bill and yeah. ted's i don't think this movie would be possible without the power of course of the bill and ted no movies. you're right but people yeah. in the,
0: so, s- the test screenings they heard that it had keanu reeves in it and alex winter and they were like so this is bill and ted 3 and then the test screenings failed <laughs> but I don't understand. If you liked Bogus
1: Journey, it's the same flavor, just cranked oh. up a little bit. Bogus Journey is I'm so sorry. different than the excellent it's cranked Venture.
0: I know up So people are d- much what? more. So much more. It's yeah, but still the it's, roof. it's
1: it's got the it's got the dark humor, it's got crazy yeah. effects. I just don't get how they were so disappointed. It's like this is just a more extreme version. Whatever. So Ricky Coogan has to go down to South America to Santa Flan. It is
2: named for the patron saint of creamy desserts.
0: Okay, so Santa Flan, yes, I actually uh. I love Flan. I love it so much. Flan is great. Really yeah. good flan is, obviously, it's really good. I love really bad flan. That's my favorite. <laughs> the worst flan, the better. Ugh, no, really good flan is oh, really Oh, like good. the little cup ones you get at the grocery, yeah. Yeah, okay. but, but I was joking. I don't really like bad flan. But I would love to go to a place where it's named after flan. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's their big thing. Like we sell. <laughs> Flan, all
1: sorts of different Flan. Yeah. There's a lot of visual gags going on in this. So he goes down to Santa Flan to promote this Zygrat 24. And, you know, convinced. All his people say no, but it's like so much money. William Sadler is like the head of this corporation, EES, everything except right. shoes. <laughs> Weird thing to choose, not to sell. But he just can't deny that money. What, it was like $8 million or something ridiculous. And he gets down there, and there's tons of protesters down there. And he hides in disguise and he brings his best buddy along who's a real sleaze. Yeah. And played by Michael Stoyanov from yes. Blossom. Whatever happened to that guy? Because I think he's hilarious.
0: He got older and now he has long hair and looks Man, unlike... Work, I right? don't know. I have no idea. He looks unlike he did ever. Okay. He's got long hair, very trucker looking.
1: Is he a long hair freaky people? Probably, actually. He was in Freaked! <laughs> as a freak! <laughs> but he, he's the typical sleaze. He's like the booger of this movie.
0: And... Oh, wait. I don't know if people know Booger, who listen to my show, they're usually highbrow snooty uh, people from abroad. Yeah, so... Right. All right, who no, no, I say no. Then? Booger okay. is from... He's a, he's a really rude character from the Revenge yes. of the Nerds movies. Revenge of the Nerds. He, he's just a really rude character and he's never PC. So that's no. that's why you say Booger. <laughs> Commence.
1: So they're on this airplane, and, and Morgan Fairchild has a cameo in this, and she pops open the, the luggage container that's, you know, above the seats, and out pops
2: Stewie Glock! Yeah!
1: One of the funniest characters. And he's not even in that much of this. I don't even know what happened to that kid, but he is hilarious. So good. Uh, like I said, I have laughed harder than the stuff. And, and he's just like,
2: Rick, it says here Zygrat 24 is dangerous. Why are you lending your name to it, Rick? You used to be good, and now I just don't know. (laughs)
1: <laughs> just trying to guilt him and knock him, knocking him out of the plane, just kills him. He just but the thing is, still the funniest thing about that is the fact that he falls from this gigantic plane and he should be just mush on the ground. He's he goes, I'm okay. Then the book hits him in the head, and it causes well, so much okay. So pain. the setup, the setup
0: for that scene. He he just stumbles and, and hits the emergency oh, escape right. and falls out. And then you see this big haystack. Like he's and then you know that he's just gonna hit the haystack because they can't let a child hit the ground. What? Well, they let the child hit the ground and then he gets up and goes hey i'm okay and then his book hits him in the head and he falls over Ah! it's just the funniest funniest (laughs) timing so good so he's the super flan he's the super i was gonna say super flan he's the super flan he's the super fan of ricky coogan and he is there as the moral backbone that ricky coogan literally doesn't have well, I don't know if it's literal. Right. They never get into his r- actual backbone, but, you know, metaphorically, he is an immoral character. So immoral. So, that guy is just now out of the picture for a moment. And then, of course, we end up in Santa Flan. He thinks uh, Megan Ward's character is really cute, so he dresses
1: up like a mummy, an injured victim. And she has sympathy for him, and he says, we're going to go protest over here. She goes with him, and that's how they end up going through the jungle, uh, which has a great sound gags in it. And they see signs for a freak show.
0: Cool! They
1: want to go check this out. And then, we, of course, we end up at the gigantic Freak Show. Freaks is a registered trademark of Elijah C. Skuggs Enterprises. Any unauthorized reproduction is strictly prohibited without prior written consent. Where we have Randy Quaid. I
2: am Elijah C. Skuggs, proud proprietor of Skuggs, fabulous Freak Lail, and Mutant Emporium.
1: And, uh, and he wants to make them into freaks. But, oh, that's right, he tricks them. You know what's funny is there's a flashback sequence later in the movie where he seems like he doesn't have to trick anybody. <laughs> he just He just them. says a, a sentence like, or two. Hey, you look better yeah. without a... <laughs> yeah, a sentence or two. Yeah. How would you like to be a dog? Uh, when, when he has the, the hammer gag. The hammer gag is so funny. It's just so simple. It's just like they flash on a hammer. They show everybody's flashback, like, who they were before they got turned to a freak. <laughs> and it shows, like, a screwdriver. No, no, no. A it's hammer a
0: hammer like that. that used to be a wrench. Now, uh, no, no, right, the original right, right, right. joke. The original <laughs> joke was that it was just a hammer. And then the flashback would be just a hammer and i think that that might be even better joke but i couldn't stop laughing at the wrench being turned into a hammer and that being a sad story and it's all (laughs) silent you just see elijah see scruggs pick up a wrench but it was originally him picking up a hammer and now the hammer is a hammer it's just so stupid yeah and everybody's like oh
1: that's such a sad story but we, we went too far i'm sorry uh so he gets them tied up and he has this hideous freak's machine which basically looks like a slurpee machine. <laughs> tasty
0: freaks. Yeah, it was tasty freaks. Yeah, machine. instead of tasty freeze.
1: Yeah, we get we get a lot of fun like visual gags with it, like homages to Ray Harryhausen, just claymation stuff. Oddly enough, I looked at a lot of the people in the special effects and claymation. It's like everybody that was like a, you know, we're not talking like ILM, the Chiodo Big brothers, anything, all those like yeah, like sea level like workmen like, but, but with uh, interesting visions, We have Screaming Mad George. We have the well, Vincent Studios, Fantasy Two Film Effects. Remember those guys? Who's been around? They like, did all the stop motion animation stuff you'd see during the 80s. I love stuff like this. It's it's so visually dynamic and this is when it just goes crazy with the visuals and turns uh, starting off and Megan Ward's character into an ACDC character where they're combined. It turns Ricky Coogan into like a gremlin? Like a yeah, he's like,
0: uh, okay, so there are two illustration styles that they go for the major monsters. Ricky Coogan's monster, he's half a monster the whole time until the finale and then he becomes a full monster. He's like an Ed Roth. Big daddy Ed Roth. Ed Roth. Yeah. Monster And Stewie Gluck is also turned into a beast. That is more in style to Mad Magazine's Basil Wolverton.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, 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 totally Wolverton.
0: So I, I wasn't sure if you, because I know you're a big comic dude. Uh, obviously you had the comic of this, mm-hmm. but I wasn't sure if you knew who Basil Wolverton was
1: by the way i'll tell you this uh the comic book eh, the creatures don't look anything alike they went off the script they didn't see any of the visuals they went why would you do this they, here's the thing that i argue is they said oh it was gonna be a big marketing push by fox they had so much faith in this being a big summer hit and i'm like then why did you do such a lame comic book with a no-name company which i think is hamilton and those action figures are not action figures they don't move they're just like stiff statues <laughs> they didn't there's no flexibility there's no points of articulation so I, I i say they thought at best it was gonna be a nice oh, no
0: hit. the executive who was behind signing them and getting this ball rolling was then well I don't know if he was fired or he left but he he was Joe Rogan okay was so fired. he was fired and the guy who was in his place hated the project so he cut a lot of the budget out of it in the middle of filming it that's so this crap is right this there. is behind the reason why the the comic was not good when you showed me the comic I was like no mm-mm, um, no no not at all no sir yeah. but um LB was watching this with me this last time and she mentioned that this is kind of of like a Mad Magazine sort of movie. Now, there was a movie that we did before that I mentioned that it was kind of like a Mad Magazine thing as well, but then I, I reprised that and I said it was more Cracked. At the time, when in the 80s, when Cracked was doing their thing, they had. Uh, Daniel Klaus and other lowbrow artists that Mad Magazine didn't have. Mad Magazine didn't go near the lowbrow guys. They are now.
1: No, they didn't. Well, they also didn't do the
0: weirdo yeah. stuff,
1: which that's why I like cracked more right. than Mad. Mad was so mainstream, so safe, and they were more focused on oh these ridiculous gags. Like, but they, they, they didn't have much. What do I say? Like layers to it, like this weird punk rock underground layers, which cracked magazine. Yeah, so voice.
0: cracked had the Ugly Family, which totally the vibe of the Ugly Family by Klaus feels like this kind of movie. And yeah. feels like it feels um, like the movie that I was just referencing uh, Terror Vision, which is totally like ugly yes, family totally. kind of yes. thing as opposed to Mad. I was wrong when I said Mad. I mean old cracked. 80s cracked. And that's what actually this movie feels like. Do you think like it's weird? Like 80s cracked. Do you think
1: it's weird that people who think of Cracked Magazine now, or just Cracked in general, don't even think of it as well, a magazine? They think of it like, as They have, the have no Internet clue that people. during the 80s. Right, yeah. They, basically their version of The Onion. It, there was a time though when everybody was trying to make the next Mad magazine and the only one that really survived was Cracked and that was like what 40 years
0: yeah they were really really it had its own hot vibe, on the heels feel... of they were so close at a starting point uh, to Mad they went for a long time yeah um, so, S- so there's influences
1: like you said Big Daddy Roth Big Daddy Roth
0: that's uh... yeah
1: so there's influences from that you can see a little bit of EC comics mixed in with
2: this
0: yeah Um. Piz this artist named Piz he's no longer with us he he was a lowbrow artist in the '80s. He did all the illustrations on the end credits.
1: Who who does the opening? Credits? Uh, the opening I, credits. That looks like something I saw on. It, it
0: is what you saw at the beginning of the Idiot Box, and okay, also okay. he worked on Peter Gabriel's music videos.
1: Nice. Okay, so he's is he connected to Ardman? Because Ardman I know, no. got their name, you know, their fame from. No, doing that. It, okay. I
0: don't know if he's connected to Ardman or maybe he worked with them one off. But he his specialty was doing this stop-motion clay loaf where each frame is inside of the clay loaf and you just cut off the front of it and it's like i don't i really have no idea how it's made Other, i know how you just slice off a piece of clay that's the only part of the process that i know that's it's crazy it's it's like unlike anything else everything in this movie is completely
1: original it feels like influences from certain things there is nothing it's even like an homage to like uh island of dr morrow
0: where he makes the freaks and they cannot leave yeah yeah
1: but still it feels so unique it's a spoof movie but it's not like i don't know no no, i don't know see remember gag
0: gag gag Gag, it's gag. cracked. It's not mad. Mad is spoof, right? Mad, mad has, yeah. let's do, uh, Diamonds Are for Hay Fever. Not yeah. just, let's... Which is like, you know, the Leslie Nielsen school, the Zuckerberg right. school. This... this is something unto itself. It has gags. It's...
1: It has visual gags, and it Absurdism? has... Absurdism? Things that it's trying to spoof. Farce? Yeah, that's it, that's it. Absurdist farce. Yeah, it's nothing like... So they get transformed, and then <laughs> they they get thrown into this <laughs> hilarious... i still not sure how they did the visual trick. It looks like a little shed, and you walk in, and it's like, whoa, the forced perspective? Is that what it was? It had a fake paint background,
0: you think? I don't know. I don't know. Actually, I, I was looking at that scene, and I just couldn't tell. Maybe it was... I'm not sure. I wasn't looking at the TV when I was listening to the commentary. Maybe it was at that same, very same time uh, when they were talking about the matte painting. Nope. The matte painting was earlier. I don't know, dude. I have yeah. no idea. The, the only thing... The Bob Vila joke is funny, but the Bob
1: Vila joke, it might be the only spoof joke, like, that, that, that doesn't fit in with its attitude. Right.
0: Well, I mean, there there's a, a another moment where um the television's on and it's crooked cops that's on and it's just two or three yeah. seconds of crooked cops and it's sam Raimi and robert tapert rob tapert in yeah no kidding i, I didn't, didn't know care. that either until i watched it again listen to the commentary
1: so they get put in this barn and this is basically where they're being kept held forever you know and then they can't escape and that's where you meet the rest of the cast and we have I'm trying to remember if i have all of these so it's mr tears yes. the bearded lady how you doing nosy the nose man Nosey, or whatever yes. his name is
0: the frog man which just a guy in a scuba suit <laughs> he's french because they eat frog legs <laughs> so it's a very layered joke I love it and yeah he,
1: and then there's the the only only moment in this where it's really like feels influenced by freaks is oh she's the pinhead yeah pinhead is a character of freaks I've never seen it the thing sounds like uh,
0: a nightmare have you seen freaks? yeah I've seen it, it it's not a nightmare at all I can't oh uh, no, no you can uh, you can't all that. it is is a is a revenge murder mystery movie that's all it is okay
1: Okay, so what else we have? We have uh, Bobcat Goldwi as
2: Sockhead. Hi. Ah.
0: Yeah, Sockhead is so good. Heavy pathos uh. in his. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Who else we have? We have the,
2: the Eternal Flame. The
1: hole. Which is the guy who uh, Lee Ehrenberg's character, where he bursts farts constantly. Um... The
0: Worm. By the way, do you know who plays the Worm? Yeah, Derek McGrath from My Secret Does Identity. You know?
1: Yes. Who apparently was a thing for a moment where they're trying to develop his character on Cheers. I've been watching all the Cheers and he was on in a bunch in the beginning. Guess that did pan out for him. Okay, so have him, then we have
2: Cowboy! Annie The one that John
0: Hawks plays. Cowboy. Yes, Cowboy is awesome. And I did not realize that it was John Hawks because I saw the short and John Hawks was in it. And then I was watching behind the scenes footage. And he's off to the side, and he starts doing the cowboy's lines, and he sounds just like the cowboy. Then I look at the screen, the camera pans, and you see him. It's a revelation that it's him. Because cowboy is one of the coolest costumes in this movie. Yeah,
1: it's great. Yeah.
0: He looks like, for for a lot of listeners out there who like Ron English's artwork, who has this uh, sexy cow girl. She's a sexy, shapely woman figure, but uh, her boobs are teats. Uh This is like the guy counterpart of that artwork. Okay. It's lowbrow, but it, it, it's really, um, really good. And he's dressed like a cowboy, too, at who the same missing? time. Uh, we have... <laughs> Mr. Paul <Lynn. laughs> Right, Paul Lynn is a skeleton. Uh, and, but oh, you have... Ortiz, the dog boy, leader of the Freaks. Ortiz boy. is played by the yes. $2 million worth of Keanu Reeves for this movie.
1: You really think they paid yes. him that much? Really? I think that he's such good friends with Alex Winter that he was just no, like, No, no, his, his,
0: his agents and all that stuff and the studio were like, that but then when they saw what he looked like they were mad they were uh-huh. like he's a damn dog boy oh. he's a dog boy he's covered in yeah, fur he, he,
1: the thing is they paid him that much money and then they weren't going to credit well, him like, yeah, he, I
0: think that might have been like his uh, choice? maybe like he didn't want to overshadow the film with his stardom the, yeah, sort of thing. Like, yeah he wanted yeah. it to
1: be Alex's thing
0: so you know what's funny is
1: this seems like it has so much potential for Alex Winter and then he struggled for six years get his next movie made which is Fever which isn't bad
0: but it's much darker and, 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 and it's, it's a serious film Fever is just a Pence. yeah it's real serious one of yeah. those crazy people movies where is it real or is it not is that character part of yeah. his imagination Disney or is line. it not
1: right it's a good movie and that one straight to video I think are barely played just like this movie yeah and I think he does mostly documentaries and like TV movies now I know he did Ben 10 like a bunch yeah. of Ben 10 movies so he for,
0: uh, a, went on to do Nickelodeon movies for them and yeah. then documentaries about heavy subjects. The dark this is, web. I feel like
1: there's so much. This team could have been so great.
0: Well, right. I mean, this I think is great, but.
1: Tim and Tom went off to do uh, American Werewolf in Paris, which uh, is not Roller yeah. Steve, which I
0: don't hate. I, I don't do hate it hate either, it. but it, there's there's a lot wrong with it. But His I don't tone. hate it.
1: Its tone is all over the place, yeah. yeah. But there, there's a lot to admire in their jokes. And I thought mm-hmm. it's just, I wish they could have gone on, but this seems to happen with a lot of sketch guys. They usually only do one movie, and then they just disperse, and you know it's just it's a lot of fun. But um, oh sorry, back to the plot. <laughs> um, I, got all I gotta the, say That's gonna but, be the that's uh, gonna be the plot
0: of this episode is back to the plot. The last word that you're gonna yeah. say is back to the plot, and then. We'll be-
1: <laughs> <laughs> so basically, they're trying to escape, and they run into these Rastafarian eye and eye. All right, wait, wait,
0: wait, <laughs> the, wait, wait. The brilliance! The brilliance in these two characters. What, what? What's up? There's a head of elijah c scuggs and the eyes seem to follow everybody. And so it's set up. Way oh, that's earlier on.
1: Doesn't he say, damn your eyes? Yes. <laughs> damn my
0: eyes. He says that because those are his eyes and his big head. Yeah. And yeah. they roll out of the head and uh, cost. Ricky Coogan and stop him from escaping. And they have machine guns and then they take him into the den. Take him to the den. And the joke here is that it's a nineteen fifties dad den, and it's perfect, it's awesome, it's great. It has this really funny, funny and weird painting, but it was like a legitimate painting that they sold prints of to people okay. of <laughs> of a hunting dog, a basset hound, but he's got such a weird face. And it's like from the 50s, a basset hound with some ducks. It's my favorite thing in that scene is that painting. That's why I'm going on about it. My favorite thing comes next
1: when he leaves and he finds out what's going on. Because the laughing Man, I forgot the laughing Man is in all this. Yes. And he's talking to Elijah C. Skuggs. You don't know what he's saying because all he does is laugh.
2: You've
1: got it. <laughs> and he writes this down, and he finds out what's going on and stuff like that. He's dressed as a milkman. He accosts a milkman who's there for some ridiculous reason out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, wait, and wait. Now, this is the Winona uniform. Ryder joke. It's it's, right. it's
0: it's Tom Stern, who is the milkman, and he's like... I just
2: laid a turd. This is spitting in of Kim Basinger. Boy, if I had a dime for every time I heard that. She's naked, too. Really? This I gotta see. Ah, that's just a regular turd. Looks kind of like Winona Ryder, but...
0: Oof! And I'm like, ooh, ouch. Because at the time, <laughs> yeah, which didn't, Winona was hot stuff at the They just come off the of,
1: right. Did they just come off of working together on Dracula? Probably. Right? Yeah. That was like six months prior. Yeah. So that had to be weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we had a good production. You know, Like, hey, you know, I hated you. Got you the entire time. We're going to make this poop joke about you. <laughs> I was just like, ouch, because she's so pretty. I don't think poop is pretty. Yeah. So he has this costume on the entire time he's in Elijah C. Skugg's house. And hearing this plan, then he leaves with a note of what's going on, and then he runs into the rest of the team, and they're all escaping in the Milkman outfits, too.
0: And my favorite line in it is
2: 12 Milkmen is theoretically possible, yeah, yeah. 13 is silly.
0: <laughs> and that is Keanu Reeves' big part. Also, Keanu Reeves would yeah. make out with one half of the weirdo twins, Julie, Megan Ward, while Ernie was always like,
2: Not again. Ah, well,
1: at least we'll get to try a new position. (laughs) I remember, this is funny as a side note, but I remember there was a girl in my theater class who kind of looked like Megan Ward, just kind of, she reminded me of her, and I wasn't into her, I was just saying that she happened to look like Megan Ward. And then she was just like, I saw who Megan Ward was, she's beautiful, do you think I'm beautiful? And I'm like, oh, uh, you in your own way. <laughs> I, didn't, I was trying to walk my way out of this one.
0: You didn't want to. For some
1: reason, she thought. I,
0: yeah, you didn't want to give the impression that you had a crush on her, but she yeah, thought I was just like, did. Uh,
1: how did I? You just the facial features are similar. That's it. Can I go? Uh, but um Yeah, okay. Not back at Warren, But uh
0: <laughs> YAR <laughs> That's really what you said. I you lost said was. Yar. So <laughs> the uh, thirteen is just silly. Thirteen milkmen.
2: <laughs> and then Randy Quaid goes That's a lot of milkmen on the same route. No wonder they fight. Because <laughs> they have a
0: knife fight. Ortiz has a switchblade, and Ricky has his thumb, and then Ortiz gets distracted by a squirrel. Squirrel! And runs off. Yeah. And
1: and if you I remember the next step, I can't remember if we've gotten to the point where they find out there's a psychic
2: connection between Ricky
0: Coogan and yeah. Stewie Gluck. Yeah, that's the cowboy telling him.
2: Sounds to me like you've developed a telepathic bond. Don't mean you're nuts or nothing. I reckon that troll could help you. You just let him in your heart that's,
0: your heart that's actually quite later because he reprises that line he says it once Oh right. and yeah, then yeah. At, towards the end he reprises that line later and he, he does this really great your echo heart. but he's just repeating your his own line so this cow face your is heart. actually talking and it's really
1: good. but he has the information heart. of what's going on and he's trying to help him and he goes to all these newspapers and they reject him except
0: for weekly world news of all things <laughs> is that still around by the way I don't Google know news. I think it I thought that they discontinued but I keep Scene? That was the
1: one that had all the great weirdo stuff, Bad Boy, and, and yeah, because now it just—that was the fun part about these stupid magazines. You see these tabloids. I hate the tabloids they have now because it's all about ruining lives. Yeah. Back then, it was like, "What's fantastical and bizarre we can throw on this?" So Weekly World News accepts the fact that he's been kidnapped and turned to a freak
0: show. So the FBI and, comes um, along and, and saves the day at the very end. FBI. So what took you so long?
2: First, there was that satan's child thing on page three oh. yeah, I read yeah. then there was the case of the house that dripped blood
0: oh. but to get but, to the very uh, end he, go, he goes we have a yeah. couple of hops and skips right i right. want people to watch this so this is on youtube i didn't put it there michael didn't put it there we okay. found it there no you know why it was put
1: there do you want to know how it's because james Rolfe, that runs Cinemassacre, did an episode about it not that long ago and it got a huge response from people who have never even heard of this movie oh Really, and then somebody said, "Look, it's getting a lot of heat. This movie's almost impossible to find. I'm just going to post it on YouTube until someone takes it down." And it's got so many views, and people are just praising this movie like crazy.
0: And I'm really glad they're starting to discover it. I am mad that Cinemassacre got to it before me. Jerks.
1: I know. Sorry, but it it happens. Someone's always got to something before you.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, and they're all jerks. Well, every last yeah. one of them.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why. By the way, before we started doing podcasting, I used to write a blog where I ripped apart trashy movies, and I was just trying to be, like, the blog version of James uh, the Angry Video Game Nerd. Uh, and I look back uh, on this, and I'm like, oh, that is toxic. That is toxic. Yeah. I threw it all away. I had such a strong following, too, but it
0: was all, it was just, ugh, bad, bad. Bad people. Bad jerks. Jerks talking poop yeah. about movies. I will talk trash about a movie if it warrants it, but even then, I'm not going to be mean about it.
1: No, I was really, really mean, yeah. and it, I'm ashamed of it. This is like 10 years ago when I started to realize, like,
0: oof. But look, so this movie has a lot in common with other uh, low-budget movies that fail, this movie succeeded for you and me. For the studio, it failed. And a lot of people will look at this movie and say, it's a terrible movie. And oh my God, it's so grating and awful and bad. I've never met anybody who didn't like it. I know people who didn't like
1: Army of Darkness because it was obnoxious and in your face at times. I don't know anybody who's seen this and didn't like it. Okay,
0: fair enough. And you? Fair enough. Uh, no, but I don't know a lot of people who have seen this... it. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, this is one of those I had it on VHS. I, I copied it over, I think, when I had, like, you know, before they started putting the macro vision on it. And I took two VCRs, and I saved this in a really crappy VHS and uh, watched it. This is one of those why I bring it to movie parties. We'd watch this. Yeah, it's good. it's, It's one of the few, though, from that period that holds up, because a lot of that stuff I look back on and go, oof,
0: no. So the end of the film is Stewie Gluck saving the day, but he has been mutated by their contingency plan, which was to reprogram the mutagen, the Zygrot 24, into being a positive mutant beast thing, as opposed to a negative uh-huh. These things. so this is the basil wolverton designed creatures stewie gluck and that crazy shoe that crazy, crazy <laughs> shoe. big shoe so when i watched that this time and they they mentioned that i was like let me just take a look because i always thought that they were both references to big daddy ed and uh-huh. alex is like his ricky coogan beast beast boy is Big Daddy Ed, and the other one is Basil. So I looked them up and I was like, oh yeah, of course, what am I thinking? What I'm thinking is I was not too well versed in Mad Magazine back in the day, so.
1: Yeah, I came on during the 80s when they were really dropping a lot of that stuff, and I, I kind of missed out, and I only know it because of, like, reprints. Like, I used to get those, you know, remember when you used to go to the, like, Target like or Kmart or whatever, and they had the, well, not omnibus, but, you know, the little uh, chunky paperbacks, you know, those okay. $2 right. paperbacks you yeah, yeah, yeah. used to put for, okay. like, Family Circus and Heathcliff on? They used to do Mad Magazine versions of this stuff, and it was all stuff huh. from the 70s and 80s. Like, you you get a reprint from, like, 78 that had a death wish in it, and you're like, I didn't I've never even heard of this movie. What is this about? You know, stuff like that. It, it was the 70s when it went crazy with the designs and the 80s tried to be more and more mainstream right i think it's didn't warner brothers dc comics or somebody buy them in the late 70s and that's when it changed
0: not sure don't know the publication history of mad yeah. magazine okay. but i know i know that there was a point
1: where dc comics came through and you know was like oh, let's uh let's change this a bit
0: so in every scene of commotion because there's a prior scene that has a ricky coogan doing a soliloquy from richard the third i think it was which to me is the
1: only joke that doesn't work i think every joke hits home except for that one. i just yeah. it feels really slow and dragged that's it. out and I'm like that's These it. puns, the time uh...
0: t- the timing no it's fine acting but the timing on that yeah doesn't work very well but uh whenever there's chaos you have, first off you have uh, the the british man talking to the screen he, breaks, he <laughs> breaks the fourth wall, talks to the screen like it's some sort of documentary on the BBC. That's a fun joke. You have the sensitive guys. The sensitive guys are played by Alex Winter and Tom Stern. And they actually get up and they're like... <laughs> and they keep making those types of noises. <laughs> and they, they are actually called sensitive guys. But on the commentary... Now, I'm, I'm going to get into this a little bit. Alex Winter is a very... Um, forward-thinking guy now. Uh, he's a very progressive character in real life. But on the DVD, listening to the commentary track, the humor between those two guys, and they go back to when they were in college, and NYC film school. These guys have a sense of humor that is very un-PC, and it's constant. There's gay jokes, there's seemingly misogynistic jokes. About the barfing scene, Alex Winter says, the only person that, oh, th- that's not going to yeah. find this gag funny, y- if you don't have a sense of humor, or you're a woman. And then... Tom says, same difference. (laughs) Like, over to the side. This is all of the commentary. And I was like, ooh, ouch. I understand jokes. But since... And I know you can't answer for them, but... Since they made these jokes then, would they make them now? Would they still think that those Probably jokes not, yeah. are funny now? By the way,
1: I do have I do have a psychic connection. I was Stewie Gluck as a child.
0: I'll show you the I think humor can still stand even if it's off color, right? How yeah. else are we gonna look back on old movies and laugh what, at them? Still?
1: Yeah, but what I like when they poke fun, when like SNL or Mad TV or those guys, they really hit home is when they they take on big targets i cannot stand jokes that take on people who are already getting poked fun on every single day sure and, and, and really absurdism that's what steve martin always it did well Is he takes like these little things and twists it to such a ridiculous degree which is part of why freaked works so well because it has that absurdity that i love that stuff it's never mean spirit it's just so like what that that's crazy. well the
0: two that are actually at each other's throat this is the best commentary joke in this is the misogynist ernie and the feminist uh, activist julie they are now smushed together as one person a body with two heads you know and that's funny that is actually now let's see how that works off of each other and they basically just do three stooges antics smashing each other in the yeah, face yeah. when they offend each other so which
1: is so, is this a it's a homage to um the man with two heads correct
0: kind of yeah i mean kind of Rosie but, Greer and um, Ray Ballard. yeah one's a racist one's a you know. <laughs> right right that seems like it but they didn't even talk about that so the framework around this okay. film is Brooke Shields who is a talk show host and she's talking to a dimly lit or, or a silhouetted Ricky Coogan who is obviously half a beast at this point uh huh and by the end of the film they get his light to work and they turn it on and he's <laughs> just got cactuses uh-huh. behind him uh huh and I at the same time every time I watch this I was like nuh <laughs> <laughs> it's moving with him, yeah. Isn't this...
1: They had to enter that part into the movie because uh, they ran out of money, and Brooke Shields had to be written in saying, uh, Ricky, we've been going for like 74 minutes now. We need to take a break.
2: You like cheese. You like being a man. That's why you like my mo. Real cheese for real men. Now in a handy aluminum dispenser. <laughs> And it was just to
1: cut out like certain scenes. There was so much exposition. Oh, and there's a lot of scenes that are point. cut out.
0: Yes, Mr. T yeah. left during the final fight scene. They actually had, uh, they kept on calling him Fake Shemp on the trailer, uh, on, the, on, the, <laughs> on, the, on the DVD commentary. They had Fake Mr. T, but Mr. T was just kind of had it by being in their dress at, for so long at that point. He was just like, I'm done. Well, I ain't wearing this dress no more, fool. And Lee Ehrenberg does a lot of the punch-in vocal work because Mr. T did not go okay. back into the ADR booth. Guy, don't you think you were tied down to a contract that would force you to do this stuff. Well, he hadn't hit that nostalgia boom yet that was in the mid-90s, in the mid to late 90s where they started uh, That's right, he was pretty desperate. So he for... wasn't a big ticket at all so that which is also why when he left but, yeah. and they did ADR yeah. but they had Elijah Ezexgis no you'd be
2: better off with that a dick
0: That's why that line is there. Just as a sort of a jab. Because he didn't actually say anything. Ah, gotcha. He just leaned over and whispers. Anyway, this movie, I really still think is good. I think it's fantastic.
1: You and I talked about this before, but there was an era where there was midnight movies. There was cult. You know, movies specifically made for a cult audience. They were weirdo movies, and they only seemed to be made up until around, I don't know, it seemed like it died off around 93, 94, right around when this came out. And the only ones made now are ironically weird. And I just miss that spirit that independent spirit yes this was done by fox but it has such an independent flavor to it you just like strange movies that were meant to be found by a very particular audience you know and i just miss those days because there's nothing strange that seems to come out anymore that's just like wild and crazy and fun and just like hey, why are we talking this is nuts
0: <laughs> yeah this seems to be why i dig a lot into the past uh, as opposed to contemporary weird uh, it's yeah. usually like highway to stuff. hell is kind of like this have you ever seen yeah. highway to hell yeah, I, I okay. might do that one on this show. Uh, it's sloppy. Okay. It's really sloppy. but Yo, yeah, it's
1: flawed, but it's interesting, and yeah. that's the stuff I kind of like.
0: Yeah. So this one, you were mentioning the shoe. Everything except shoes comes from when in New York there was a company that sold, like, everything, and it was all their own brand or something like that. So they just okay. made a reference to that. But everything except shoes, the dude gets doused with... Well, they all get doused with Zygrot twenty-four, and they turn into this Kyoto Brothers animated shoe, which is just really funny because they sell everything except shoes. So yeah, irony, yeah. irony right there.
1: <laughs> the special effects are just amazing. Sc- Screaming Mad George. We have Alterian Studios, which that's not his, right? That's, is that Steve Johnson's?
0: Steve Johnson I know this is a correct. Guy. Yeah, Johnson so is. So many
1: firm. great visuals. Just the, the character design is so unique, so memorable. It's just wonderful.
0: I love the set designs. Set designs remind me of, and I don't know the artist, but MTV had also on Liquid Television a short called Invisible Hands. And so this illustration style of Invisible Hands cartoon is very similar to how Elijah Z. Scruggs' big head is. And also, they you spoke of uh, Steve Martin? They totally ripped off a Steve Martin joke. Well, which one? the really small version of Freakland, and then he's unveiling the new and improved mega-budget Freakland, and it's just a larger What is that from? Yeah, I know that. I just saw something else with
1: that joke. It's a jerk. Okay.
0: Because, remember, they have this little old shack, and then he's like, I can finally buy them a bigger house, and then it's just a giant shack. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, it's the same joke, and they even admit it. (laughs) So, also mentioned Larry Bud Melman. I just really want to say he is credited as the President of the United States. And all he is... Really? Yes, it's in the trailer, uh, as we just heard, and every scene, he just, in all the chaotic scenes, uh, I can't believe I didn't even get to it when I was trying to lead to it, he comes in and he just berates the audience. What's the matter? Afraid
2: of a little rock stop? Boy, I haven't seen a stampede like this since the opening night of Star.
0: And he looks like a tourist. (laughs) That is just brilliant that he is the President of the United States. It's so good. Calvert DeForest. Rest in peace. Larry Bud Melman. So strange. Have you ever seen him
1: interviewed? I think that was part of the joy of him being on the old David Letterman. Speaking of weird, the old David Letterman show where they're just like throwing whatever they could at the wall just to be different. And Larry Bud. No, Larry Bud's stuff. Yeah, he was part of Yeah,
0: Yeah. he was good.
1: such a strange character.
0: Yeah. So uh, I don't know of any contemporary films or films of this sort really uh i mean i guess forbidden zone we've already done that here might be considered one of these types of things oh totally yeah where it's obnoxious which i still need to see oh you haven't seen it eh Mm. no we'll figure out how to get you to see that sometime Uh, so so you let me guess recommend this movie all the way all the way i'm in Alright, okay. I, I do too. No, actually, I hate it. I can't stand it. No, I love Beautiful. it. You fool! No, I, I dig it. I dig it a lot. Okay,
1: so uh, back to the plot.
0: Um, good night, everybody. Oh,
1: good night, everybody. <laughs>
2: Andrew, I'm gonna drink your blood.
0: <laughs> no thanks.